Hey, what's up? It's Emily, and I'm pretty sure that compassionate, coordinated healthcare is something on the top of everyone's mind. That is why I love Live by Advantia Health. From primary care to mental health and gynecology to obstetrics, Live understands these are all connected and important to you. Live is a membership-based practice in the heart of DC that prioritizes your experience. Plus, Live accepts all major insurance. So take charge of your healthcare on your schedule and choose Live. Learn more and become a member by searching for Live by Advantia. L-I-V by Advantia. Not running your business on NetSuite is like trying to sync a putt with a cap pulled over your eyes. NetSuite by Oracle is the number one cloud financial system, giving you visibility and control of your financials, inventory, budgeting, and more all in one place. 93% of surveyed businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 31,000 businesses already use NetSuite. This summer, NetSuite has a special financing program for those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com go. netsuite.com go. Hello again, everybody. Welcome to another exciting edition of the Big Red Bus and a special episode today as we bring in NBC Sports Chicago's Kevin Anderson. How you doing, my friend? It's always good to talk to you, brother. It's good. We've got a kind of weird uh, all-star break type break for the Bulls this week. This week. It's kind of odd. Um, I wish they were playing. I think everybody... Uh, listening, wishes the Bulls uh, were playing this week. It's just a kind of odd situation, but I'm doing good uh, holidays around the corner, so it's, uh, I'm well, thank you. Good. Do you think this this stoppage of play is going to help or hurt the team in the long run here? Well, it's certainly in terms of the two games that they didn't play this week, it helps them because they were extremely shorthanded, and if they if the league had forced them to play with eight guys, uh, I don't think they probably would have won either game. I mean, you certainly with having DeRozan and Levine and, and all the big names out, uh, it, it'd be very difficult for them to win those games. So in terms of helping the Bulls, it's a better chance for them to win those two games when they're made up eventually, which maybe during the All-Star break, uh, you know, we're not sure. I mean, the league is is facing a very uh, difficult situation right now, and I think what we saw with the Bulls this week is going to happen to almost every team in the league and, and the NBA's got to decide how they're going to make up these games. Is it going to be a week tacked on to the end of the regular season where these postponements are made up? Are they going to cancel the All-Star week? Are they going to make up some games during the All-Star week? Those are the decisions that Silver has to make. I think the easiest and probably best decision would be just to add two weeks on to the end of the season instead of trying to rush everything through and just, you know, postpone the playoff starting that's to yeah, me seems I like agree. the best way to go but yep. uh i agree with you i think this is going to happen more and more and i'm kind of shocked that they didn't plan for this in setting the schedule for the season were you at all too no because the vaccine had been out right like they mm-hmm. we thought we were going to get past through last season with the majority of the league i think entering this year or at least as recently as two weeks ago 97% of the league's players were vaccinated. And so I, I think the NBA was confident that they'd be able to get by with the occasional breakthrough case, sidelining a player for a week to 10 days, but that there wouldn't be massive impact around the league. And clearly that's not the case. Something changed after Thanksgiving. Something changed in the last three weeks. 
it's either the vaccine wearing off on players who are not getting boosted or something about the variant, but we're seeing these breakthrough cases which were supposed to be super rare breaking through and guys testing positive. Now, the, the real good news about it and the entire point of the vaccine is that you don't go to the hospital and that you reduce significantly your, your risk of death or being on a ventilator and, and all those bad things. So, you know, the, the players, a lot of them are completely asymptomatic. Uh, I know that we reported on NBCSportsChicago.com that with Casey Johnson last week that several players on the Bulls who tested positive were absolutely floored and shocked that they tested positive, having shown no symptoms whatsoever. And so it's good in the sense that the vaccine is working in that regard. Uh, it's not good in the sense that they're testing positive and, and, and being right. sidelined for 10 days because you can't shorten that 10 day span unless you are getting two negative tests. And so clearly these guys have it. It's great. that They're not truly impacted by it. And then they're not being affected to it. Um, like certain other people I know are our good friend, Stacy King uh, is recovering from uh, COVID right now. And he's kind of chronicled his recovery on Twitter. Uh, certainly wish Stacy well, uh, I've reached out to him several times and he's certainly on the men, but Stacy doesn't have an asymptomatic case. Like he's, He's gone through some struggles uh, with it, and so right. yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm a little surprised that the uh, that the league is kind of taking the approach they are now with a few things, but I'm not surprised that they went into this year thinking we're good, we'll be fine, because I think most people did. I think most of the sports leagues thought that we had turned the corner in that regard, and we absolutely have not turned the corner. Let's talk a little basketball and, and move away yeah. from the COVID issues. And, and I'd like to start out with this one. Do you feel that the Bulls, as currently constituted, can win a title? Or does Acme need to make a few moves to the rotation in order for that to happen? So let's talk about the Bulls from two weeks ago, right? Let's talk about how they were playing and and certainly with a healthy non-COVID roster. I mean, we know that we're not going to have Patrick Williams uh, for the season, which is, uh, you know, it's very disappointing because I think we were all expecting him to be not only, um, you know, you're starting when you're starting players, but a significant leap from his rookie season. And so we take P. Will out of the mix. I think that the Bulls can contend as currently constructed. I don't know if they can win a title. Like, if, for instance, I don't think they can get past a healthy Brooklyn team or potentially if they were to get out of the East, I don't think they can beat a Golden State or a Phoenix team um, right now. This is the way they constructed. I mean, they both the Warriors and Suns are playing out of their minds. Uh, it's clear that they are, they are heads and tails better than the rest of the league. Uh, and that's without even Clay back yet, which is truly scary for the Warriors. Uh, but I think the Bulls still have one missing Piece. And I don't think it has to be a missing a star. I think they're just missing one more foundational piece, rotation player. To me, it's probably a strong interior defender. I think they're missing one more piece to truly say they can contend for the NBA title. Uh, they have surprised me this year. I thought they were only going to win 42 to 44 games entering this season. Um, I, I don't think most people expected to see what we've seen out of this team uh, this season so far. It is absolutely fantastic, and I love watching them every night. 
Uh, I think they'll certainly are looking at the 50 to 55 win range, uh, which is which is amazing. I still think they're another piece away from like being in the true contention conversation, though. Well, it's totally understandable, Kevin. Not a, not everyone has uh, the gift of foresight that I do. <laughs> As a uh, prophet, you. <laughs> Fred, how many wins did you think they were going to win? We're opening night. How many wins uh, I, I, I predicted forty-seven, so even I was a little bit. You were low, sore. yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I who knows? Like, that there's still that's still possible. Like, gosh, forbid if we have a, an extended injury to, you know, especially to me, the key guy is DeRozan. I mean, he's been so good and such a the, to me the vital reason why we've actually won these games because he's really brought stability down the stretch of these games. Yeah. Um, I mean, God forbid if we ever missed him for a month or two, that would really, I think, potentially put a hole in our in our winning streak. But, you know, overall, even I am surprised at how good they've been. And, you know, they beat the Nets. They beat the Nets on their home floor. And it's like, I don't know how many times they got to win these games before we start saying, you know, this is a real true contender. I agree with you. Like, I don't – I think they, they have a chance to get to the finals. Right now, as currently constituted, I don't think they could beat Golden State. I think they could beat Phoenix, but not Golden State. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I do want to get on another topic, which has caused quite a bit of controversy on the Big Red Bus and the Bulls beat, the two pods that I'm a part of, along with the Bullseye. And you know our, our good friend, mutual friend, Mark K from Australia, likes to rile mm-hmm. things up. He's um, taken, He's very pro-Vooch. He you know, thinks he's the most important member of this team. And uh, you know he's bordered on bullying people who have uh, not been happy with uh, Vooch. And then on the other side, I have, you know, Doug Tonus, the podfather, who is against the trade when it happened and um, is still to this day says if he could do it all over, he'd change it in, a, in an instant. I'd like your opinion on the Vucevic trade. In retrospect, do you feel it was a mistake? Would you do it over again? Or do you feel like the Bulls made a mistake in making that move? Well, I mean, let's certainly look at how Vooch has played this season, and I think whether it's Doug or Mark, you or me, I, I think we would all agree that he has severely underperformed to expectations this season. No doubt. Like, like that's the, that, that's just that's just a fact. I mean, his it's not just his scoring, which I don't necessarily mind his scoring being down from his career averages or his last season averages because we we have DeRozan and Zach. I mean, you know. There aren't too many teams in the league who are going to have two guys averaging 25-plus a game. Both Zach and DeMar are averaging 26 a game right now. Um, and so I don't mind Vucevic's scoring being down, but his efficiency and his shooting is what really has me concerned. And, you know, we certainly heard going into this year after his struggle the first two weeks of the year that he was a slow starter, you know, because we had not seen him start the season in a Bulls uniform. Um, and so we knew he was a slow starter. And so that became the first five games to 10 games to now 20 games. And he's not shooting the ball well from any metric, from any part of the floor, right? He's shooting just above 40% overall from the floor. He's only shooting 34% from threes. He's only shooting 64% from the free throw line. Is Rebounding numbers are a little bit down. Uh, his assist numbers are a little bit down. Like there is by no metric is he improved at all, and are quite honestly by no metric has he even maintained at all. And so I think Vooch would tell you that he's just not playing up to his expectations or what the rest of the league or the team's expectations of what we were going to get from him. I, I would like to see him average twenty points a game. 
within the offense. I'd like to see his three-point percentage in the upper 30s. Uh, I would like to see his field goal percentage because he is a jump shooter. He's not an interior player, so you're not going to get a typical center's field goal percentage numbers for him in 50-plus, right? Mm-hmm. But it should be in the mid-40s at the very least. I'd like to see a couple more you know, rebounds per game average to, to him. And so the issue is that he's underperforming by nearly every metric this season. And when you look at what Wendell Carter has done in Orlando this season, when you look at the other foundation pieces of last last year's sell-off, right? You look at what Gafford is doing yeah. in Washington. And so you, you look at all those, and it's like, gosh, like, it's funny. And we talked a few minutes ago about how they're one foundational piece away. I would absolutely love to see Daniel Gafford on this Bulls team right now. Mm-hmm. Like, he, his skill set and his ability, interior, defensive-wise, would go a long way to helping out that second unit and some of the rebounding issues that this team has had. Uh, but I'm not at the points right now where I can go, you know what, I'd undo the trade. Or if I had a, a, a chance, I'd not make the trade again. Because I still think Vooch is an important part of this team. I'm not going to go as far as Mark to say he's the most important part of this team because I don't think he is. I think there's, uh, I mean, honestly, I think DeRozan, Levine, and, and Ball are, are more important to this team than, than Vooch. But we need more out of him. You need more scoring. You need better shooting. You need him more involved in the offense. You need him on nights in which DeRozan's out. You need then Vooch scoring 25 points. Like that's, that's the bottom line. On nights that your, your main scorers are not there, not available, we know Levine's going to be out until at least Christmas. You need Vooch to pick up that scoring load, and he hasn't done it. So I'm not, I'm not ready to say punt on the trade it's it's a it was a bad deal it will go down as a bad trade but it hasn't lived up to accept expectations right now yeah no doubt about that and you have a much better hand on the pulse of the national media and i'd love your opinion on this one out of the four major moves that acme did last over the last year uh mm-hmm. number one being the, the first one was the vucevic trade the, the uh sign and trade for ball the free agent signing uh, as a restricted free agent. I, I can't. Re- I think he was a restricted free agent, a Caruso, and then the trade for sign and trade for um, DeRozan. Yeah. Out of those four, how would you rank the national media reaction to those trades in terms of what was the most positive and what received the least positive press at the time of the trade, or how we stand now? At at the time of the trade. At the time of the trade. So I think at the time of the trade, I, I'd be willing to say that the ball trade was probably received the most positive. Agreed. Right? 100%. Like it, it just, Agree 100%. You know, it, made, it made sense for the Bulls in terms of fit. It made sense for the money. Um, it made sense on New Orleans' side of things. Like, and I think everyone I, – I can't recall a single national expert or talking ahead talk negatively or have concern about the ball trade like it, it was it was received well locally and it was received well nationally and i think even today it certainly is received the same way like that that is uh very positive you know it, it's it's the right move and it, it continues to be the right move for the team no doubt i'd say after that the uh the caruso deal was pretty well received i, I think you know we certainly know what he did with the lakers 
and he was very well regarded by Lakers fans, still is, clearly, because I know they miss him a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, the Caruso deal made a lot of sense, too. That, that was like kind of a shrewd, oh, okay, the Bulls are doing this um, kind of move. Uh, and then I'd say you included the Vucevic trade in that deal, in, that, right. in those foursome, right? Yeah, so exactly. I'd say the Vucevic trade would probably be third on that list in terms of how it was nationally received. I, I know it was a clear shakeup at the time. There were some people nationally who didn't want them to punt on Wendell Carter uh, so easily. But at the same time, uh, Vucevic was an all-star, a great rebounder, great scorer, and he quite honestly fit with Zach Levine, Zach Levine very, very well. Um, and so there were some mixed feelings about it, but I think overall nationally that, that that deal made sense for where the Bulls were at the time because they needed to shake things up. You can't sit and win 20-plus games for four years in a row and not just like absolutely blow it up, which, which they did, and that's what they continue to do over the summer. Uh, and of those four, the I think the DeRozan signing and signing trade was probably – regarded at the least nationally, um, primarily being the deal that the Bulls gave DeRozan, which was significant for DeRozan's age, and that the Bulls had to give up a first-round pick um, as part of the, the sign-and-trade and the sweetener. So I would rank them one through four in that order. And I don't think nationally the outlook on the DeRozan sign-and-trade was wholly negative. Like, I, I didn't see too many people saying this is awful, um, though there were a few yeah. who really, really lambasted it and felt like it was a horrible decision. Um, but it, I'd say one through four in that order is probably how it was regarded nationally. You know, and what's funny, and I agree with everything you just said, what's funny to me is I think the fan base, too, in general, reacted the worst. It was, it was in general, positive when they made the trade for DeRozan, but far less. I, I saw far more voices of concern about what they gave up. For DeRozan, and in reality, I think you would agree. Out of those four moves, by far the most important for us, maybe not by far, but it has been the most important in terms of becoming an actual contender, has been the DeRozan acquisition. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, for sure, absolutely. Like in terms of you had to rank those in terms of order of importance right now. Yeah, DeRozan one, uh, Ball two, Caruso two, two B. Uh, you know, three in there, and then Vucevic exactly. four in terms of uh, how the impact on the team is. And you know, even even going back to when you and I talked over this summer, the the concern I had with DeRozan wasn't about his ability and wasn't about his fit because I love DeRozan's game specifically to what Karnaschovas, Eversley, and Donovan want for this offense. Like it made holes holy sense about his fit, his ability, not only his veteran presence but his mid range game and everything he does offensively. Like. Truly underrated playmaker and underrated passer. Mm-hmm. My only concern at the time, it wasn't even about the deal that they gave him, it was giving up the first round pick. Like, I would have liked in a perfect world not to have given up a first round pick for that deal, but it wasn't a deal breaker to me. Like, I get it. I get the Spurs wanted a little something more, and, you know, I doubt that uh, AK uh, wanted to give up that pick, but it probably came down to it where, listen, this deal is not happening unless you include this. Uh, in the deal, and so they did it. And so that my only concern at the time was, I really would have liked if they hadn't given him a first round pick. But everything made sense from a fit standpoint, from a skill set standpoint, with DeRozan on the Bulls. And I think we've come to see that over you know the uh, first you know twenty four games he's played. You know, you know what's so funny to me though? To me, it was the the loss of Thad was far more 
disconcerting for me than the number one. I pick. remember you saying that. Yeah, just because it, he's such a good fit for this team. Like my hope is that, like I really think, if we don't get to the finals this year, if we sign Thad Young and he can approach next year, he can approach what he gave us, you know, a year ago. He's a perfect fit with this team, and and that's a title ready team, in my opinion. But. He, he wants out of San Antonio. Absolutely. Too. Like he's he's yeah. not he, you know he's not starting for them. He's playing not even fifteen minutes a game, and you know he's he feels like he still has something to contribute in this league, and he's not able to do it for whatever reason with the Spurs. Um, yeah, I, I totally see what you're saying about that. I mean, I I was okay with Dad being included in that deal. Like you need to. This is a league in which no one wants to lose the trade. I get it, and you need to give up something to get something. And, you know, Thad being included in that made made sense. But I certainly would love that on this roster right now. Yeah, absolutely. Last question, I can't thank you enough for your time, Kevin, is regarding a, a poll that I posted, uh, would you trade Kobe White for Derrick Rose right now uh, with the consideration that, you know, I, I realize the Knicks might not understand that they're going to be rebuilding but you know, that's probably the fans the best. don't understand. They won't be what they do actually. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just here to inform them that this would be the best move. They're looking for the long term future of the org. You know, would you make that trade if you were Arturis bringing in Derek Rose for Kobe? I know it's a move on the margins, but to me, it it would be an upgrade. They both basically play the same position. I'd love to get your opinion on that trade. And do you think it's ludicrous, or do you think it would help the Bulls become a better team? So just straight up one for one. Well, it would they would have to include another asset, probably like a Troy Brown Jr. for right. that deal uh, to make it work financial, you know, salary wise. Since I think you know Derek makes about twice as much, right around thirteen million, and Kobe's making around six or seven. But you can yeah, throw in Troy Brown it. Jr. Yeah, it, not a number yeah. one pick or anything. But from the from a Knicks perspective, if I'm rebuilding, I would do that deal. I'd take Kobe White, you know, who probably has a, a brighter future in Derrick Rose if things get really dark there in New York. And from a Bulls perspective, I think Derrick Rose is just a better player right now. So here, here's why I would say, no, I'm not doing that deal. Because I think it's a slam dunk deal for the Knicks to say yes on. And the reason being is that Kobe has a lot more upside. And, you know, certainly things have not gone Kobe's way in the last year and a half. I mean, quite honestly, since March of 2020, when the pandemic started, which uh, feels like 10 years ago, um, things have not gone his way for, for multiple reasons. Right? He didn't get a true normal off-season to improve and work with the team during that summer of 2020. Everything was locked down. Everybody was shut out of doing anything. Uh, and then he has essentially no off-season this past off-season dealing with the injury and the rehab and coming back slowly, you know, which you totally expect, and then get sidelined with COVID uh, this year. And so I'm not ready to go, you know what, Derek's better than Kobe right now for this team this year. Because I don't think that's necessarily the case. Like, I still think that Kobe a month from now, two months from now, is going to be better than what we're seeing on a Derrick Rose this year. Um, yeah, I, I love Derrick. I mean, absolutely like that. That team with him and Joe and Taj and Luol uh, is one of my all five all time favorite teams. Right? Like it's just, and we can debate if they should have won a title, would have won a title on another podcast. Uh, but I'm a big Derrick fan, but I'm not a fan enough to say 
I'd rather have him on this team than Kobe White because I think Kobe White, Kobe White can be a significant contributor to this team this year off the bench in the regular season and when we get to the playoffs. Kevin, I can't thank you enough for your time today. It's always great to talk to you, my friend. Looking forward to having you on again soon, uh, hopefully with some brighter topics to talk about, like a, a long, long Bulls winning streak. I love that. Let's ten, we went 10 in a row, and we'll talk then. Sounds good. Anything you want to mention about uh, coming up on the show or any, any new articles? Yeah, well, just keep an eye on uh, what Rob Schaefer and Casey Johnson have done on NBCSportsChicago.com and the My Teams app with the Bulls coverage. The two of them absolutely kill it. They're, they're 1A and 1B in terms of the best Bulls riders in the city, in my opinion. And they uh, are doing great work, including Rob doing a great explanation of how all the COVID protocol stuff works around the league and how it's impacted the Bulls. I love the Bulls Talk pod, too, um, especially when they're together on it. I think they have a great, just a really nice little chemistry going. And uh, if they ever need me to come on to talk about uh, the secrets of my predictions, I'd be happy uh, to do so. Can you get somebody from North Dakota State? Try my best to see if any of the scientists over there are available. I'll put in a few calls. (laughs) All right, my friend. (laughs) Thank you, Fred. Take it easy, brother. Always great to talk. You too. All right, buddy. Hey, what's up? It's Emily, and I'm pretty sure that compassionate, coordinated healthcare is something on the top of everyone's mind. That is why I love Live by Advantia Health. From primary care to mental health and gynecology to obstetrics, Live understands these are all connected and important to you. Live is a membership-based practice in the heart of D.C. that prioritizes your experience. Plus, Live accepts all major insurance. So take charge of your healthcare on your schedule and choose Live. Learn more and become a member by searching for Live by Advantia. L-I-V by Advantia. Oh, we could, we could fly. This is your summer. That means Six Flags in the taste of an ice-cold Coca-Cola. We're talking thrilling coasters, delicious burgers, yes. real moments together, and this. Coke is summer refreshment when you need it most, so you can hop on another ride or race down a slide at the water park. This is your summer. Six Flags and Coca-Cola. Come make it yours. Visit SixFlags.com slash Coke to save up to $20 on passes. We can fly.